This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, February 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Green New Deal tackles ag. But about those farting cows. Nominee angers farm credit system and tangling over a pesticide bill. Biodiesel ag disaster, they both rest on the border talks. A critical tax incentive for the biodiesel industry as well as $3 billion in agriculture disaster aid. They're hanging as congressional negotiators trying to hammer out a deal to keep the government funded after next week. One negotiator, Texas Democrat Henry Cuellar, told reporters it could be Monday before the deal is finally ironed out. You can read Ben Newell's story on the anxiety of the biodiesel industry about the fate of the dollar-a-gallon tax credit, which has been expired since 2017, at agripulse.com. Green New Deal takes aim at ag, but... How? Progressive Democrats have released the outlines of their Green New Deal. It's a sweeping plan to transform all areas of the economy, and that includes agriculture, to slash greenhouse gas emissions to a net zero. A resolution drafted by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts calls for working collaboratively with farmers and ranchers in the United States to eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from the agriculture sector as much as technologically feasible while building a more sustainable food system that ensures universal access to healthy food. Be aware. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi promptly dismissed the plan as a green dream, but make no mistake, progressive Democrats want dramatic changes in policy, and they intend to make this a top issue in the 2020 presidential and congressional campaigns. House Agriculture Committee member who backs the plan, Representative Jim McGovern of Massachusetts, insists there's a lot more public support for addressing climate change and there was a decade ago when House Democrats' cap and trade bill crashed and burned in the Senate. Maybe, but that was a far more modest plan. It was an actual bill and not a set of lofty goals and broad proposals. USTR expected to set dates for China talks. U.S. negotiators are preparing to return to China to continue negotiations on a deal to end the trade war. U.S. Trade Representative's office is expected to announce the dates for those talks today. President Trump, however, told reporters yesterday he doesn't expect to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping before Trump's self-imposed deadline of March 1 for an agreement. Farm Credit furious at Trump nomination. The Farm Credit Council is outraged that President Trump has nominated a banking executive to serve on the board of the Farm Credit Administration, which regulates the farm credit system. The nominee is Rodney Brown, a former president and CEO of the California Bankers Association and a former executive with Bank of America. Private bankers led by the American Bankers Association have long resented the flexibility the farm credit system has because of its exemptions from federal banking regulations. We are very disappointed that in the midst of the worst farm economy since the mid-1980s, someone whose organization advocated for the elimination of the farm credit system could be nominated to serve on the FCA board. That the word of Tom Vethuis president and CEO of the Farm Credit Council. We are strongly opposed to his nomination. Keep in mind, the Senate Agriculture Committee, not the Banking Committee, has jurisdiction over FCA nominations. 
Peterson and Farm Bureau tangle over a pesticide bill. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson says he's working to get the Pesticide Registration Improvement Act passed, but there are a few hurdles to get over first. Peterson said we're meeting with the different groups that have a stake in the issue and working to act quickly on PREA 4, which is needed to ensure EPA's pesticide registration process continues in an effective and efficient manner to benefit both producers and consumers. Peterson said this in a statement provided to AgriPulse yesterday. PREA helps fund EPA's pesticide office through fees on registrations and other regulatory actions. The latest version would increase fees to provide more secure funding. But the American Farm Bureau Federation wants to use the bill to make a change in EPA's farm worker protection rule. AFBF wants to put limits on how people designated by farm workers to gather information on pesticides applied on farms can use that information. AFBF Public Policy Director Paul Schlegel met with Peterson's staff yesterday, but he said nothing was resolved. Peterson wants the House to pass the Senate PREA bill that was passed in the last session of Congress, which has no changes to the designated rep provision. Keep in mind, a month ago, EPA dropped proposals to lower the minimum age to apply pesticides, which appeared to set the stage for PREA reauthorization. But farmers' worries about the designated rep provision have the potential to delay the effort well into this session of Congress. Peterson's Recruiting Challenge. A major House Agriculture subcommittee, the General Farm Commodities and Risk Management, is evenly divided between Democrats and Republicans this year for the simple reason that Peterson couldn't persuade more than five Democrats to serve on the panel. All the other five subcommittees will have more Democrats than Republicans. That subcommittee has jurisdiction over the crop insurance program as well as the major commodity programs for grain, cotton, and oilseeds. By the way, Peterson says he won't announce until February 2020 whether he'll run for re-election. All the focus he's putting on grooming new Democratic leaders on the committee suggests he might not. Peterson is on the House GOP's 2020 target list. Pray to play. Peterson has accepted an invitation to get together his band to entertain the North American Ag Journalists annual meeting in D.C., he says he plans to bring along the House chaplain, the Reverend Pat Conroy, who loves to sing Beatles tunes. Dozen Ag Democrats on DCCC Watch List. A dozen Democratic members on House Ag are among 44 vulnerable members in 2020 that the party's leadership is making it a priority to defend. The 12 House Ag names in the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee's frontline program include first-term Virginia Representative Abigail Spanberger, who is chairing the Conservation and Forestry Subcommittee, Cindy Axney of Iowa, and Blue Dog Coalition co-chairs Anthony Brindisi of New Jersey and Tim O'Halloran of Arizona. Ag trade seen a major topic when Brazil's president meets President Trump. New Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro wants to forge much closer ties to the U.S. when he visits the White House next month. Improving agriculture trade will be one of the ways he hopes to do that. Brazilian Foreign Affairs Minister Ernesto Arajujo told reporters yesterday, We expect something very meaningful on trade to be announced during the visit, Arajujo said, after two days of meeting U.S. lawmakers and Trump officials like Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. 
Arajujo's D.C. visit coincides with a trip this week by USDA Undersecretary Ted McKinney to Brazil. McKinney has been pushing Brazil to lift its ban on U.S. pork, scrap a tariff on U.S. ethanol, and give the U.S. a quota for wheat sales. Here's today's They Said It. We set a goal to get to net zero rather than zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of farting cows and airplanes that fast. That and a summary text of the Green New Deal. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, February 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.